Hi folks, in 1969, the last original Merry Melodies cartoon short was produced depressingly named Engine Trouble. That's right everybody, it's our first installment of our Better Know Your Candidate series, coming to you from your Warren brothers over at Dumb and Awful. What's Merry Melodies? <laughs> do you not know, how do you fucking not know what Merry Melodies are? Those were all, all those old cartoons, you know, like... John, this might be an age gap thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Do you people not know what Merry Melodies are? Brett, do you know what he's talking about? Based on the context, I think I know what he's talking about. I just looked it up. And yes, I know I know Merry Melodies. All the old Warner Brothers cartoons, you know, like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Looney Tunes and shit. Sorry. Is Merry Melodies like the douchey way of saying Looney Tunes? Like yes. people say like Neanderthal, not Neanderthal. But I mean, the thing is, the Looney Tunes were all the ones that specifically had, you know, Bugs and Daffy and Porky Pig and everyone. But Merry Melodies didn't necessarily have those characters and tended to ha be more, you know, tended to have more musical components to them. Or sometimes just excessively racist, as in the case of well, Engine well, Trouble. You can get, get to that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> wait, so there's... Uh, Mary Melodies is the, the larger umbrella for all the cartoons. And Looney Tunes is a sub-brand for people who like their tunes loony. But if you want some less loonier tunes, there are other Mary Melodies products available. I, I mean, I guess this is also before <laughs> my time, but like it would always be shown like when they were when I was young, you'd be watching them on TV and it would, you know, it'd play the it play Yeah. These in the nineteen fucking eighties, on the reasonable tunes, <laughs> and there's, there's someone smoking a pipe, going like, "Every race is different." I don't know how you can hear this without <laughs> without that opening stinger from every one of those cartoons popping in your head. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Brett then blared the Merry Melodies theme through his apartment speakers. Through a microphone into the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Thank you, said John in response. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck. <laughs> Welcome everyone. This is Dumb and Awful. This is Brett. This is John. And this is Rob uh, at Dumb and Awful on Twitter. I realized we haven't been actually saying who we are on Twitter, so I'm going to start doing that so you can follow me and see pictures of frogs that make funny noises and retweets about really niche things uh, <laughs> about anime and colonialism. Anyway, it's a fun time. Moving on. I don't think I want anyone to know who I am on Twitter. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> John's posting some racy shit. Racy and racist, which which actually is his Twitter <laughs> handle. Sorry to blow you up, but you know. Uh, and this is Brett. I'm at Relentless Board on Twitter. <laughs> Are the races better than one another? Ooh. <laughs>
I never tweet anything anyway. I re I occasionally I occasionally retweet terrible things. Yes. <laughs> Necklines aren't the only thing plunging. Also <laughs> racial IQ scores. <laughs> Amazing. All right, everyone. So this week is going to be the first of what will hopefully be a series uh, on the various 2020 candidates for Democratic uh, nomination, Democratic nomination for president. And we're going to start off with Elizabeth Warren. Yay. That was Yay. the right amount of enthusiasm. <laughs> that organically arose. And we're people that actually have like given her more of a, a fair hearing. Oh, for like sure. We've deliberately spent hours of our lives learning about her and listening to what she's saying. And even uh, this is this is as good as it gets for her sales case. And we I can't do it. Uh, before we kick off, quick caveat uh, that we're going to do for each of these. One, uh, there is only one candidate on the Democratic side uh, thinking about running or currently running who has identified a socialist and who is pushing actual socialist type policies. That is Bernie. So let's keep that in mind. If someone else doesn't seem socialist, don't be surprised. Uh, this applies to Elizabeth because she loves to say she's a capitalist. So second, we're not going to get into the reform versus revolution debate. Uh, I think largely we fall on the revolution side of that debate. But um, that said, I do think there's still value in having state actors and state apparatus that is sympathetic or outright allied with socialist sympathies. Goddamn Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll kick it off. Elizabeth Warren, uh, who was actually the first to announce, which is why she's going first here. Um, we're going to start off with a little general context about who she is, how she got into power, uh, what she's done since she's been elected, and her various positions. And then we'll get into more of the like uh, horse race type chat which is where we'll talk about that fucking DNA test stuff. <laughs> yeah, turns out the old white person from Massachusetts is not terribly woke on racial issues. Who'd have thought? It is shocking. Anyway, who is Elizabeth Warren? Where'd she come from? She grew up in Oklahoma. She graduated high school at 16, which is yeah, genuinely impressive. Uh, went to G-Dub, uh, George Washington University, uh, on a debate, full debate scholarship. Um, that's such a that's a terrible sentence from start to finish. No, I know. <laughs> so that that somehow makes you one of the worst people on George Washington University's campus. <laughs> Think about that. She didn't. You're the most from insufferable. The, if you the average person you compare to her at George Washington University would be more palatable. This was the late '60s, so I'm gonna presume. I mean, I'm gonna presume she's at least anti-war. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't like, presume any of that. True. She, it's true. She wasn't getting drafted. <laughs> true. Uh, so she didn't. Hell yeah, women. Huh? <laughs> and that's why they get paid less. Uh, I'm with you, buddy. Let's move on. <laughs> this is why he doesn't give out his Twitter handle. <laughs> All right. Uh, so she didn't finish at G Dub. She left after two years. Got married, which means she got married at like 1819. Uh, moved to Texas finished her degree at the University of Houston in speech pathology and audiology, um, had two kids. And then a few years later, she went to Rutgers for a JD. Uh, I think that was after she got divorced because she was single with two kids and then got her JD at Rutgers. The good stuff on that one is I do appreciate that she didn't go to fucking Harvard or Yale or an Ivy League school at any point in that. Yes. Yeah, which, is, which is rare on the 
political stage, especially for people running for president. Our history like, presence is all Ivy League. I like the the fact that she liked debate so much that she went and further studied speech pathology and audiology, like as a way of going like, well, what constitutes debate? <laughs> My question is, like, with this background, how is she so bad at giving a speech? I mean, she's better than Martha Coakley, but good lord. <laughs> I, I Actually, honestly, I think she's mediocre. Uh, when she yeah. gets fired up, that's when I think she's good. I think she does the organic thing well. Yet, yet again, yet again, that was his attempt to defend that person. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, she's mediocre. I, I like her, too. We'll get I mean, more, but like, I, I like, like her, I, too. <laughs> Uh, so she gets her JD uh, in the 70s, starts working as a law professor, uh, and it's around this time that she got into doing research on debt and uh, bankruptcy law. And the precipitation for all this is in the 70s, Congress passed some bill that allowed, uh, that made it easier to declare bankruptcy for both businesses and people. And she was curious as to why. And I thought this was actually kind of damning. Her initial thought was she would do the research and find out that people were basically moochers and was so shocked to discover that, no, in fact, they're being crushed by the system. Uh, Debate club into thinking people are using bankruptcy law to mooch off the system. Right. So far, a very non-suspect paradigm. But she's actually used that to, to real... Or she went into that with the wrong idea but she at least actually found the right one and has at least i will say what because we're about to get into her into her financial chops and i will say that she is actually a pot this this is the big positive of the elizabeth warren story she changed her mind yeah but she i mean it's sort of the liberal dream story right like she looked at the evidence and actually changed her mind like that's what they all dream about every day she did that uh, so at this Wasn't point, she a Republican at this point too. She was. She was a Republican for a while, up until like the '90s, I want to say. Look, uh, I, I believe that you can have, especially through your 20s and 30s and later in life, I believe you can have like paradigm-changing realizations where you look at everything different going forward. I totally get that. I'm also aware of how seldom that tends to happen and how convenient sometimes it is when people have these road to Damascus moments. Like literally the road to Damascus moment with someone being like, oh no, all, all, all those uh, religious people I killed. Uh, I feel bad now. I'm, I'm, I'm on your team. <laughs> it's pretty convenient. I mean, it, to, to be fair, I can also at least, I mean, it, she's a, I'm going to presume, upperly middle class, ex- extremely white person. I can understand why she's in the Republican Party at this point, especially when you consider just how ineffectual and corrupt the democratic party was throughout the 70s and 80s so clarification on that oh my god jesus she she yeah yeah, i know i know but her her upbringing was not upper middle class she talks about this a lot so i don't feel the need to get into it too much but she uh her parents were not particularly wealthy they're very working class um her dad got sick they couldn't afford it Uh, this is why she has pretty good policies when it comes to health care because she her family genuinely suffered as a result of shitty healthcare in this country. So she didn't grow up upper middle class, but uh, once she got to the professor level, yeah, absolutely, that's where she was sitting. And she got remarried to a Harvard professor, uh, eventually worked her way into being a Harvard professor herself. Um, the former Republican thing is, is a little damning. 
Uh, I wouldn't mind if she changed her mind, like Rob was saying. But the actual quote for why doesn't make me feel better. Uh, oh, this, yeah. this is a Warren quote. I was a Republican because I thought that those were the people who best supported markets. I think that is not true anymore. I was a Republican at a time when I felt like there was a problem that the markets were under a lot more strain. It worried me whether or not the government played too activist a role. Mm. Mm. I just want to support the, the, the group that supports this terrible thing the most. <laughs> she actually had a uh, former aide put it this way. Uh, she believes in markets. She loves markets. <laughs> Uh, her being for a Republican wouldn't bother me if she just went with what was probably the truth, uh, that she just wasn't politically active and then finally got engaged and went, oh, what the fuck am I doing? I get that. That's a common occurrence. Most people don't pay attention to politics in the first place. Yeah. And then when they do and you reexamine your beliefs, I totally understand you, you switching at that point. But she's still trying to do the politician thing where she's like, well, I don't want to say like the Republicans are the devil. It's like, no, nah, they are, though. And you putting it in terms of markets does not make anybody feel better. Yeah, well, she can't think they're the devil because she still agrees with their ideology on how you should structure society and who deserves what. To a point, yeah, she does. Yeah, I mean, well, her, it, her, her campaign coming out thing was about how she's looking out for the middle class and the middle class needs all this. That, I mean, I know it's a slogan, but that presupposes there's another class, the lower class, that she is aware of but not looking out for as much. <laughs> Or like not focusing as much of her time there. And we all just accept that. And so has she. And that is, that's her given circumstances. Politicians do use middle class to basically mean, oh, you non-moochers. Before we get into how she got into power, because that story is kind of interesting to me. Um, she's worth about $5 million now, mostly from the dual professor salaries and the few books that she wrote. And to hit that middle class thing again, almost all of her books are about how the middle class are getting crushed. Yeah, that, that's her thing. That's her shtick, right? Um, she's sixty nine now. She take office. Nice. At, very good. She take office at seventy one. So uh, the age thing is still still relevant at this point, but something to think about. How did how did she get elected? This I actually think where is where is part of why I liked her because she started getting actual political airtime uh, right around the time of the crash. I saw her. Yep. I saw her in a documentary as the whole economy was getting crushed, a documentary about debt that they recorded before the crash. And it's just her hammering away about how the banks are fucking people. And that, that is why I originally liked her. What got her in a position to run for Senate is uh, she had staked out this position on debt and bankruptcy and consumer debt and bankruptcy. And around 0809, Harry Reid put her in charge of overseeing some of the bailout funds, the TARP funds. And it was a really nebulous position. Uh, it wasn't overseeing. It was like running an investigative committee centered around it. And she took the opportunity to basically hammer away at every banker involved, including Timothy Geithner, uh, who was the Treasury Secretary at the time. And so she got more and more coverage as being one of the few people in a position of power, well, or near a position of power, actually taking it to the bankers and yep. the wealthy on Wall Street rhetorically at least yeah <laughs> yeah i mean even that is so rare from the democrats that that is like that that's why you're like okay i can i could see that I, I could see this being a thing like someone i could support just just off of this oh yeah no like i not to sound negative on her 
like, yes, fuck the banks, definitely. Like, I was at Occupy, fuck the banks, I'm with you. And if that's what she's about, cool. But I have a feeling that none of her policies, at least none of her currently stated policies, are actually going to fuck the banks that hard. But, you know, on the whole, one of the better candidates in the field. Just put right. that out there. I, yeah, I, would, I, would, I would disagree. I actually do think she would fuck the banks. That's the one thing I do. I do. I only I believe well. she would do. Mm. That's the like, only like, thing I fully um, believe she would do, but yes. Okay, like glass, outside, glass, go ahead. I, I'd, say, I, I'd say outside of Sanders, I believe she's the only one who wouldn't put someone from Goldman Sachs or equivalent as Treasury Secretary. See, that, that John, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I agree, that's a good thing. And, and Brett, the... Most of what she's proposing does go after banks and is like, good. The Glass-Steagall-y stuff, good. Uh, she says currently that regulation is a force of good. Okay, fine. Maybe not the most popular quote, but makes sense. Uh, she wants to reduce student loan interest rates, which... Yeah, no, that's... Okay. Yeah. Uh, she, she said the middle class are angry at trade deals. Are they? Um, on the healthcare, she... she wants to quote, she's in dramatically increasing the affordability and reliability of health insurance plans available on the Affordable Care Act marketplaces. Yep. No, no, I mean, that's the thing. It's like once the second you leave it, leave the banking side, she's... Even the banking side. She she wants... Oh, one know. of her solutions like, to like the financial exploitation... Of these, well, I mean, whatever. One one of her solutions I saw was make a bank complaint hotline public, and that'll force self policing by the banks. So, um, that, it, like, when you put that forward, I just I have a hard time seeing that yeah. being right next to a really, really sharp, incisive, effective reform. Uh, agreed. What are the odds? Agreed. Before agreed. before I dig too much into her policies, let me let me circle back for a second because part of that idea comes from her helping develop the CFPB, right? The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. She lobbied for it. She essentially made it happen on her own. She hired everyone for it. Um, she had built this whole structure. And then when people thought she was going to be put in a position to run the agency, uh, Obama was in the middle of a re-election campaign, took a bunch of money from Wall Street, wanted to make amends. So he knifed her and she didn't get that spot. Yeah, I love I love the, the Democratic Party uh, thinking under Obama, like, let's create a consumer financial protection bureau. So they, they make it. And then when they put someone in charge of it, that actually could run it. Uh, they, they have to admit that, you know what, actually we, we like this agency. We just don't like it that much. So we'll create it, but we won't give you the person running it that it probably needs. Yeah. That whole, the whole thing with Warren Obama, and Obama on that hope. stage is fucking damning for Obama. Um, cause she, at this point had all the banks freaking the fuck out. Uh, again, because there really weren't many progressives around, so she was considered the most left person around, which is insane. But so she got knifed by Obama, and then that's when she chose to run against uh, Scott Brown for Senate and Mar in uh, Massachusetts. He had won the seat after Ted Kennedy had the was a brain tumor and then died. Yep. Yeah. So she she took that seat back. That's where so she's only been she's had one full term as senator and is now starting on her second. Yep. In this, a comically easy reelection campaign, but yeah. Massachusetts. So 
um, where Jiksha underperformed a lot of other Democrats, which is funny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that that's fully expected. Like, so that's how she got into it. Uh, position wise, we, we can talk about the banking thing first. Cause I do think that's, that's what she's yeah, made look- her bones on. Right. So she's had a, a weird mix of stuff that she's pushed policy wise, where she's done some of the things that Rob mentioned as far as like a hotline, um, which is totally fucking useless. And then there's other things where she wants to reintroduce Glass-Steagall. She believes a lot of the bankers should have been prosecuted, wanted to break up the banks. Those I'd are... I'd like to point out these, yeah, those, lukewarm, these lukewarm reforms resulted in 2,565 lobbyists from the banking industry just putting an all-out assault against it. Right. Like this this sort of... Oh, I mean... I, Roger, I mean, I wait, there, there's a quote in one of the articles. There's a quote in one of the articles from Roger Beveridge, the president of the Oklahoma Bankers Association, that says, uh, it was like she was the Antichrist <laughs> for this. So, like, let's just, oh. which is very funny that, like, even this amount of tickling is, like, totally untenable to the banks. But let's just not mix up banks feeling like they're getting fucked with actually getting fucked. Well, I mean, like it, it, part of their strategy is they squeal a lot anytime anything happens so that whatever yeah, does fair. happen is seen as like a big huge she reach. actually pushed and promoted breaking up the banks that like in cutting off their ability to do investment banking with a, a saving the, like basically actually enforcing glass eagle that would be something that would be significant and really fuck them over yeah she's but, mostly backed off of that of course which, which isn't to say I don't know that she'd be interested or not, but she definitely, Glass-Steagall, she's into. Uh, here's an actual policy that she's pushing right now, the Accountable Capitalism Act. Uh, t- <laughs> terrible name. All right, let's hear this. <laughs> the Only a Little Gonorrhea Act. <laughs> <laughs> she essentially wants to set it up uh, where we have a German-style system that employers get to be on the board of directors for any oh, yes. any corporation yeah. in America with revenue over a billion, which is every major corporation essentially, um, and they are freaking the fuck out. I, I, there's a few quotes calling this Marxian, which is funny. Um, another one calling her the Antichrist because, of course, I mean, I guess technically it, she said forty percent of the workers would be on the board, right? right. Or I mean, the, the so I mean, I guess that's forty percent of the way to Marxian. <laughs> Uh, Mark, Mark, why do we keep saying Marxian? Because it's a style of economics. I don't like it. It sounds like a Lil Wayne lyric. <laughs> <laughs> we are not the same. I am a Marxian. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's way more of like uh, she's she's good, quote unquote, and that she's like a Keynesian style. Regular people should have more uh, money. We should do things to help them economically rather than to help the rich. But it's still all within the system of capitalism. This Accountable Capitalism Act, by the way, uh, Matty Iglesias called it uh, the best way to save capitalism. The best way to save capitalism. If there's there's a more damning (laughs) quote. Uh, But it is... I mean, it's Matt Iglesias, so I'm pretty sure he's had like a half dozen more damning quotes of that day. Uh, Of this particular act. Yeah, no, he always has worse shit to say. Um, So... That's one of the things she's promoting on the banking side. I, I think, honestly, the, the best thing about her when it comes to the banks is I don't think for a second she would actually put a banker in a position of power, which would be a huge break from how the country has been run for the last 30, 40, 50 years. 
right? Almost every treasury secretary has been from Goldman. I don't think for a second she would do that. Yeah, agreed. So she's, while she's been in power, she's been on the armed services committee. Uh, I do actually like some of her foreign policy on this. She's straight up wants to pull out of Afghanistan, wants to pull out of Syria, which should be table stakes, but weirdly is difficult to get people to fucking say. Um, when I, it, the, the thing is with her foreign policy, I don't know if I actually trust anything they say. Remember candidate Obama? Yeah. It's yeah, totally fair. That sort of look, that sort of liberal world order requires a good amount of blood. And yeah, like do you know do you know how many middle class jobs depend <laughs> on us being in being over there and and to to your point she she say the, says those things and wants to stop support of the fucking genocide in Yemen stuff as well which is objectively yes. good. But she consistently votes to give the DOD a shitload of money. Every time one of those spending bills rolls around, she always votes for it. Um yeah. The Afghanistan Syria thing, uh, the Syria thing, I believe, Ron, because most of the party, when Trump said he was going to pull troops, started freaking out about it and trying to be like, this isn't how it's done. And her response was just, then give me a better way to get people out of there. And I appreciate that. She went like, nah, it needs to happen. I don't give a fuck if you guys like this particular style. Give us something better. That's probably the appropriate reaction. Yeah, yeah except, it, except that mentality hasn't, again... Uh, survived her thoughts on healthcare, where she's like more affordable voucher system for an app that and people go no just single payer so let's get to the health now and now she's not oh okay thank you for that better system i'm just trying to move the needle the healthcare thing is weird for her because she has come out for medicare for all she co-sponsored bernie's bill she helped write it but she also pushed another bill where she was like, well, if it's hard to get this other policy, why don't we do this thing to improve Obamacare in the meantime? Which is, it's hard. I, yeah, I, I, I would not vote for anyone who does not full-throatedly uh, endorse Medicare for all. Yeah, that's, we've, that's seen, we've seen where this goes. Like how, how embarrassingly dumb do we have to be, he said, not realizing that... Donald Trump is the president of the United States <laughs> and has McDonald's dinners for at the White House. I, this one's difficult for me to parse. She did help write the fucking Medicare for all bill, right? Like, I, right? Yeah, no, I I agree. It, but it's just like once you waver on it at all, my support just disappears. Like, it's like I don't trust you. You need to prove to me you're trustworthy. And like the ones you start like, well, maybe we need to do something else. I'm like, no, fuck you out. It's Medicare for all or fuck you. I'm shutting down the government. Like that's like, <laughs> yeah, Brett, Brett, you can, you can write something and still not have the courage to stand behind it publicly. It's kind of like you with all those racist pamphlets you put up. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, that's actually the same point I was going to make Rob is it's, I, I do think she would vote for the bill. Do I think that she would, Take the fight that it would require to get it passed and actually be the, the the pointy edge of the spear on that one? No. So healthcare, eh, mixed bag. Uh, criminal justice, she says largely the right thing. She doesn't really wade into this much. Um, she said the right thing. She recently called the criminal justice system racist front to back. Um, and she got yelled at by that, police chiefs, that, which, like, that's good. I, you know, I appreciate that. that. That's literally what being cool is about. <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean to put that in perspective so that makes her roughly obama on criminal justice yikes all right yeah no okay yeah like, like that's, <laughs> yeah like yeah so it's a yikes like like i said pretty much nothing else she's got is particularly great but 
And then remember, remember how often Obama was yelled at by uh, fucking like uh, police people? Like, oh, yeah, that was way less because he was cool and way more Uh, because of police being racist. (laughs) So my theory still holds, right? (laughs) It definitely does. Um, We'll just hit two others before we move along. Um, uh, So the other one is uh, when it comes to education, specifically university education other people are pushing fully funded uh university uh some people are pushing two years she's largely avoided it and as rob mentioned has in the past talk about reducing interest rates which is yeah garbage wow thanks yeah, so much bad. finally i haven't heard her defend or on charter schools either and that's another like hot button issue where we as we've seen in the last year with all the success of the teach or relative success of the teacher strikes and the mass like an actual mass labor movement occur has been occurring in the u.s over this and you see certain candidates for example cory booker just actively trying to stab uh, just cut their throats over it with his charter school support so one of and the of course beto o'rourke but one of the criticisms Warren has actually gotten is that she doesn't support charter schools enough because she's <laughs> she's whenever whenever it's push come to shove charters versus teacher unions she always backs the unions oh which think okay good yeah that's like an actual good yeah, thing but good. i've seen that as a criticism of being like well she doesn't appreciate how great charter schools are from 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 democrats well i mean yeah of course. <laughs> um and the last one i'll hit is marijuana i <laughs> yeah you're gonna hit that would you say <laughs> folks thanks for listening to 538 uh, read 538.com uh nate uh take us out she like vaguely supports marijuana legalization but it's this odd i'm gonna pass it by part you say bill. she vaguely supports marijuana legalization i will i, I mean <laughs> she may have she's probably come around to it but i will say when the other special election was happening in Massachusetts. She was vehemently against marijuana. That was before Massachusetts voted, uh, had, uh, had even medical. And she came out, uh, she came out against it, actually hitting the Republican opponent at the time for, actually, I have the quote here. Did she hit I, him or did she dab no, I, Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so the Republican running was uh, this dude named Dan Winslow. And it was, I advise everyone to pay very close attention to Dan Winslow's platform. He has 100% uh, ranking from the gun lobby and he's for the legalization of marijuana. He wants us armed and stoned. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, was it too late to go vote for this like, guy? I'm pretty, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's the actual motto of the John Brown Gun Club. So... <laughs> It's my favorite thing about half of the candidates running for 2020 for the Dems is they multiple candidates running have been further right on weed than some of the people they've run against on the Republican side. Oh, yeah. Good job, guys. Uh, Being an old guard Dem is so funny because like they must know that they've been completely impotent. And yet somehow the base has like outstriped them and become more progressive on these things such that they're getting ridiculed for their aggressiveness. Well, I mean, they're, I like think they're like, how did we get this far? We didn't earn this. I mean, the, <laughs> like the electorate has generally been further left than the Democrats for at least the past, like more or less the past 50 years. Yeah, that's probably right. So uh, the last thing on weed before we move along, she tried to sponsor a bipartisan bill, which uh, on weed to make it <clears throat> to make it easier for states to determine whatever course they were going to take. 
not to push legalization, but just like if you want to do legal, that's fine. States, feds won't come after you. So real, real, real hard marijuana legal legalization advocate. I mean, considering just how bad some of the Democrats are, that she's still probably better than half of the people running. But yeah, it's not great. Yeah, it really is the argument for incrementalism. Yep. Like, I mean, if it's if it's her or Cory Booker or Cuomo, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess her, and I'm glad she's trying, kind of. Still going to be in a capitalist hell world. And uh, when nothing changes in people's material conditions, they'll say, well, we tried the left thing and then take a hard tack right. And then we'll all be fucked, as you mentioned last week. Uh, or no, the week before, John. So, uh, fuck us. Yeah, I mean, I guess... <laughs> I, I mean, I guess if you asked me to rank them, I would say she would probably be a better president than Obama or Clinton. Yeah, were. she's almost running in the wrong election. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, so yeah, if she was running in 92, like, hey, that's, we got something to work with here. You, you know what? But, that's, that's, this is, uh, that's a good point. Like, all of her proposals, when you read them, are things that are actually objectively good and improvements over the system. It's just everyone is past that now. We we don't yes. we don't need these sort of lukewarm financial reforms. The entire system we now see is corrupted. Like this, so to me, she's like someone who's invented like the most baller. Uh, uh, what do you call those things that go up the Mississippi? Steamboat? Uh, steamboats? Yeah, like if someone made a baller steamboat right now, you'd be like, damn, that's impressive. I couldn't do that, but I, we don't need this for any reason. Like, we basically got past this tech 100 years ago. No. I, I would I would call Elizabeth Warren's policies largely uh, like a really dope CD player two years after the uh, iPod comes out. Yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. We're like, mm, yeah. just, just missed it. Like when she does the thing... Like when she banned Wells Fargo, or, or she wants to, she wants to ban Wells Fargo from college campuses because they collected the most uh, fees from students. Because they collected the most fees from students, so the fact that there's <laughs> twenty two and a half billion in credit card fees every year, everyone else on that list, two through whatever, fine. The concept of predatory fee structures, fine. But you know, Wells Fargo, let's be reasonable. Exploit a, a reasonable amount. Which kind of is her whole platform, which is the the bummer part. I'm going to defend her on that one. She she has gone after predatory lending a number of times. Yes, it's it still always ends up being mealy mouth at the end of the day. To your point, which is fucking infuriating. Because, because what is defined as predatory ends up being not as big as the actual predatory space. Right, and she, well, she did help push the bill too to reduce. Uh, that the interest rate that credit cards can charge the like top line interest rate. Yeah. It's all, we're going to give you less bad. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the DNA test since we're done talking about some of her policy stuff. All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead. I am not the father bitch. Now we know. <laughs> we, we don't have to talk keep about this calling song. because you know the number. Cause I gave it out here. Unfortunately. Hey, and tell your lawyer to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, I honestly, that is not why I said that number. It was a comic premise. <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly don't want to spend much time on this because this has taken up so much of the fucking of the room with her. And it was just such an own goal that it's just like this sucks. Her treatment of Native American groups has sucked and it continues to suck. And until she actually goes and fucking apologizes to actual Native American groups and like 
just show some fucking better common sense, Elizabeth. God yeah. damn. Well, that's that's actually one of the critiques that, you know, if you want to divide the American left into like the class-based uh, material condition concerned economic uh, side and then the more identity politics side, if you want to be super, super reductive, right? This is the sort of thing where if you were more on the identity side and you didn't care so much about her banking reforms or healthcare marketplace addendums, and then you just see this sort of out of touch debate club married to a banker, uh, Harvard professor person that is so unwoke that she thought it was a good idea to point to her DNA science and her one one millionth percentage of whatever, like that's that's a good reason to maybe not go in that direction if you're that if you're that sort of voter, right? Her whole Native American thing has always been fucking racist. She should have just apologized, said she was an idiot, and moved along. But right before she did this DNA test, she hired a former Hillary person to be her PR rep, and then like three weeks later, they put out that video of her doing the DNA test. That explains so much, <laughs> right? Like that's just that's one of those where it's like. Part of the reason she got popular in the first place was because she was a fighter and she'd go out and actually like show some moxie, which is how a few articles have described her because we all live in the fucking 50s. And doing this is essentially being like, you know, I'd rather be a regular dim who accepts the premise given to me by batshit insane fascist and Republican ghouls. And I, that's how I'm going to operate. I'm going to operate based on the premise that they hand me. And it's so just horrifically disappointing. Fuck the DNA test. It was stupid. It's going to act as an anchor. And honestly, she kind of deserves it. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, that actually gives me, uh, it, 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 it kind of slightly works out in our favor in that she's pretty much every left-leaning person's compromise candidate. So the fact that she made herself look yeah. so unappealing kind of helps us out a little bit. <laughs> What a sad state of affairs. Oh, yeah. One of my other uh, issues with her that's not really policy related is I'm actually really pissed at we were just saying like she's she's slightly should have ran earlier. She should have ran in 2016. And if she didn't run, she should have fucking endorsed Bernie. And she did neither of those things. Right. Yeah. Yep. She well, she I mean, and that's her fault. Like if you read the not shattered glass, that was about journalism. Right. What was the Hillary book? Anyway, it doesn't matter. If you read the Hillary book, uh, her and Warren talked about... I will not read about, a Hillary book. Yeah, well, that's reasonable. Uh, her and Elizabeth Warren talked about this stuff quite a bit. And like there was a concerted, hey, clear shattered. the runway, asshole. Shattered glass? Shattered. Just shattered. Shatter glass? Just shattered. shattered. Just shattered. shattered. Shatter. Shatter glass. <laughs> no. It's, fuck you. Shatter glass, an elven <laughs> voyage. <laughs> just shattered shattered glasses eyes fluttered open the smell of the sea permeated tender nostrils <laughs> why are they tender the first book in the in the grimoire of uh of leaves the uh, series <laughs> what are you doing here in this grimoire of leaves <laughs> And if All you right. go, and if you, if you go, that doesn't make sense. How would they be in a grimoire? Because when you open the grimoire, you get teleported to the mini universe that's inside it, bitch. <laughs> it's like a really terrible version of Tron. Yeah, that really good oh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Tron. 
Yeah, bad version of it. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, yeah, I, I she does deserve blame for that. It's fucking bullshit. She allowed herself to be cowed, right? At, at the end of the day, if right. you're president, you should be a leader of some kind. And it's just it's it's just damning the number of times she's she's allowed herself while claiming to be a fighter to be cowed by these people, both the Democrats well, and the Republicans. I wouldn't say cowed is the right verb because that assumes some sort of strident opposition. I think she just thought like <laughs> uh, a lot of Dems that the gravy train would last forever and she'd get it uh, later. Though I will say once again, her not running in 2016 was one of the things that propelled Bernie to run on a message campaign and. If Elizabeth Warren's sucking up a lot of that energy off of her Occupy uh, stuff, then may then Bernie might not have ex uh, had quite the explosion he had. So once again, she's kind of helping us out. Uh, if she ran 2016, I'm pretty sure she would have beat Hillary, and I'm pretty sure she would have won. And so that's why I'm pissed at her, because while I don't think she's amazing, I think she could have been significantly better than what we fucking have. And the oh. fact that she didn't step up pisses me off. And if it had yep. been a principled, listen, I don't want to run. I'm not that kind of like egotistical person who wants to be president. I'd respect that. But then she's turning around and running this time. So yeah, yeah so that no, wasn't fuck the that. case. Exactly. So fuck that. Um, on the Bernie thing, she gets compared to him a lot. And she, she's been good enough to clearly delineate uh, the differences between them. For instance, she'll say, he's a socialist and I believe in markets. Thank you for Woo! defining that. Yeah, th thanks, Warren. That's that's cool. And she likes to say she's a capitalist to her bones, which, again, really, really what yeah. people want to hear these days. You shouldn't be a fan of anything to your bones other than high score anime on Netflix right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so I don't actually think she's going to get that far in the primary. Um our, our, our good friends at 538 have done an exhaustively irritating analysis. Um, Hell yeah. Show me those power ratings. And honestly, she, they're right in the main point of like, she's just not that popular. People just don't like her that much anymore. Right? Hi, I'm Jody Avergan. Today, we're examining uh, which of the candidates currently running has BDE, big delegate energy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's all real funny trying to imagine like all the all the people arguing against Bernie is oh he he won't appeal to uh, minorities in the South and I'm just picturing and yet you're pushing like Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> nah, they're pushing Beto. That oh the, I know I know but dude. well I mean that's well the thing is they're pushing Beto for now and they're gonna drop off him in a couple of months because he's he's a fucking train wreck. But yeah. <laughs> so I, she's not Bernie. Uh, I'm Beto O'Rourke. I'm the guy. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that uh, runs the roofing company that your uncle works at and hates. <laughs> yeah, that's really the long and short of it. Is she's not Bernie, <laughs> but exactly. I, I, I mean, I don't even I don't even really like Bernie. I mean, this it's a weird paradigm here because it sounds like we are just shitting on Elizabeth Warren. But like, I'm not a I'm not a Bernie bro. I also don't hate Elizabeth Warren. But neither of those two candidates are necessarily going as far as I'd like. So I really have to pick through who has the least amount of cons. It's a shitty position. It is. Yeah. yeah. My hope for her is that she drops out quickly and throws support behind Bernie. I mean, I don't think she would. I think she is establishment through and through. I think she, if she dropped Maybe. out, she'd more likely throw behind God, like fucking Cory Booker or something. Whoever's. I, I oh no oh no i just had a horrible thought bloomberg warren oh the no, adults are no, in the no, room no 
no, no, no. Think- Bloomberg. Bloomberg. <laughs> I have a better opinion of her than that. I don't think she'd yeah, be Booker same, or same. Bloomberg. I could totally see her putting uh, her weight behind Beto, which would piss me off no end. Or more likely Kamala How Harris. How is he different from Booker? Or, again, you named three of the same candidates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's an interesting debate. Yeah. I actually think Booker is the worst of those three, by a ways. I, yeah. I mean, I think he has the worst political instincts of the three, which is... <laughs> Which is something to be said because they are all kind of terrible at that. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, like he, he's the one who's actually showing up at and doing fucking like speeches in front of uh <laughs> in front of charter school uh, organizations right now. Like God. <laughs> oh yeah, he's also one of the people who's taking the most money by far for both pharmaceuticals and um, yep. the Wall Street banks. Yeah, Cory Booker's like you know that famous quote: "A hundred percent of success is showing up." And he just keeps showing up anywhere, <laughs> regardless of direction. And it's worked out. So, you know, keep, uh, keep eating that quinoa, buddy. <laughs> quinoa. Is, am I saying it right? Yes, of course you are. You wouldn't go out in public not knowing how to say quinoa. You're not mystified by vegetables, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> you're a self-described vegan. Of course you know how to say fucking quinoa. Actually, I take it back. He, he is mystified by vegetables because apparently he went on an all-potato diet <laughs> as an attempt to lose weight. And if you do that, you're too dumb to be president. That's actually disqualifying. It actually is. I agree with that. <laughs> That's incredible. I hadn't heard that. That's fantastic. So let's wrap up. Uh, yeah. Final thoughts about Warren. And then where, if you could rank choice vote, where would she All right. Where would she love? I'll start here. Uh my thought on Warren is, is if Bernie Sanders went in and made her secretary of the treasury, I'd be all in favor of that. I think she is good enough on the banking issues and enough of a reformer there that I would be fine with her pushing that. I don't think she would be a very good president. And overall, as I said earlier, I have her second best, which is, which is I, all I can say is that's the first loser. I think she is an incrementalist technocrat, which is why I made the Bloomberg comparison before. And yeah, to John's point, she might be a good cog somewhere that lends itself to that sort of work within the government. But I'm I'm not particularly inspired by that type of leadership, especially since we've had decades of that sort of thinking now, and it's not worked out so great. Where would you put her to as well, or...? Uh, I don't, I don't, I guess, I mean, I don't really care about the candidates at all as yeah. people. At, I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, like, I guess I should be fair that it's like, she's the only other one I could maybe consider vote actually voting for. And, yeah, and but I'm that's, that's because of, the... that's because of her policies being something, right? But that's yeah. why, yeah, yeah. it's being like, how would you rank her? I don't know, because I'm sure her policies, once she gets to the primary, will shift all around as well. Like it's it, her as the person right now. It's, it's I don't yeah fuck. I probably like Warren the most of the three of us. But if I had to sum up her positions, especially in light of of the way she's backed down on certain things and allowed herself to get pushed around, it's all damning with fan praise, and it's th- that's not good enough, right? Right. We have better options. I'm going to go with the better options. I like that she exists in the Democratic Party. I like that someone is capable of yelling at bankers. I will always appreciate uh, the fact that she shits on bankers consistently 
and largely says the right things about Afghanistan and military intervention. So that's table stakes for me, which means if she made it to the general, I would vote for her. But she's, yeah, she's a distant second for me as well. I honestly don't think she'll make it past the first three or four. I don't think she makes it past South Carolina, uh, assuming it's still the same yeah. first three. So I, I don't really think she's going to make it that far that it's going to be a problem. I hope she does the right thing and supports Bernie or at least just doesn't support anybody else. But we'll see. Uh, any closing thoughts? No, go ahead. I would say my final one is stop fucking hiring Hillary people. <laughs> yeah, it's welfare for shitheads. <laughs> I'm actually in favor of literal welfare for shitheads, and I'm not in favor of hiring Hillary people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, what you got? I just want to say, thank you for doing this podcast. These conversations spark joy. Uh... Damn, anyone want to say some slurs while we're in the earnestly felt words portion oh, of the program? Fine, fine, okay, fine, I won't.